0: to where passion meets truth by shield sisters initiative we are two best friends who co-founded a community for women entrepreneurs who want to live their passion and embrace their truth i'm raywin a self-love coach obsessed with coffee mustaches and all things community and we also have megan a truth seeking super nerd with a passion for mental health books and mindset Each month, we'll bring you a couple of guest interviews, goal-setting tips, and mindset-changing topics to guide you on your journey of living your passion and embracing your truth. Megan won't be joining us today, but we do have Yasmin Borgi. Did I say your last name correctly?
1: You did. You did it perfectly.
0: Yes, I I have a funky name myself, so I like to pride myself on pronunciations. (laughs) Yasmin is a highly sought-after coach, trainer, and speaker, and the creator of the Tiny Time Big Results philosophy, which is based on four core principles of purpose, profit, productivity, and play. Yasmin is a former vice president of leadership development, and after a highly successful corporate career spanning 12 years, she decided to start her own company where she now works with small business owners who are juggling business and parenting, grow their business in 20 hours a week or less. That's amazing. Yasmin has been featured in the Sunday Independent, the Irish Independent, the Irish Times, and the Huffington Post, as well as local and regional media. She also was featured in the Global Women and Leadership Summit in 2013 alongside Cherie Blair, Marianne Williamson, and John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Yasmin is from Lancashire, England and now lives in the Republic of Ireland with her farmer husband and their three young children. I'm so excited to have you here today, Yasmin.
1: Raymond, thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
0: I love that you're from Ireland. One of our coaching club members is from Ireland. Her name's Denise Donaldson and whenever we chat I'm always like, oh your accent is so cool and your your laid-back attitude. She's really like cheery all the time.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm English, uh, but I've lived in Ireland for the last 16 years now. So uh, as they, there's a phrase here in Ireland that they call you a blow-in if you're not from the locality. So uh, even though I've been here for 16 years, I think I'll always be a blow-in.
0: That's really funny that they would still call you that even though you've been there for so long. It's like my husband or my husband's dad, he's, lived here in the united states for longer than he lived in iran where he's from but he's still technically um not an american citizen so people don't consider him an american and i'm like he spent more time here with us i
1: know it's crazy it's crazy
0: So Yasmin, we like to start out and jump right in and talk about where what your passion is, what your truth is, and kind of how you found that spot between the two, where it's like that perfect place where you're just super happy with life.
1: <laughs> um, well, my passion, and it's something that I was thinking about as I was kind of prepping for this um, you know, call, and I was thinking, what is my passion? And I was always thinking about, well, what is it that I'm always talking about with You know, if I'm having coffee with a girlfriend or if I'm just chatting, what am I always talking about? And my passion is really living my best life. You know, I feel so fervently that we're not here just to pay bills and just get by, that we're really here to be who we are meant to be, who we really are, and let that come to the surface and really live that and embody that. And for me, it's not only just about me, but about helping others to do that too. And I think that, you know, and I suppose it's one of those things that you can think, oh, it's not just something I woke up and went, oh, my passion is that I want to live my best life. But it's been uh, a journey for me, you know, even from, you know, when I was a teenager and just having that little voice that kept whispering. And, you know, sometimes it's a really quiet whisper. And then other times it's a really loud, loud voice. And I think it, for me, it's been very much just learning how to tune into that voice and to follow that hunch, follow that intuition around what it is that I really wanna be doing with my life. And that's where I am right now. That's how I've got to this point.
0: I love that you say it wasn't just waking up one day and knowing this is what your passion was. I definitely agree that we are always on this journey and even if we think that one part is our passion, Maybe like it's a piece of a bigger whole, or it could even be just a passion for right now, and then you figure out you're passionate about something else later. It's really amazing how um, our lives really morph as we just go through this journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think that I don't believe that you know you just have one thing, or you know, if someone says I just need to figure out what my life purpose is, because there's lots of things that I love to do. Like I love cooking. Um, I love um, you know reading I have so many different interests Um, most of my day is taken up with my three children Um, and so you know they're very young and I want to make sure that I'm you know doing the very best that I can with them so they're my passion as well you know so there's so many different facets to who I am and you know my priorities ten years ago so different to what I do now. And so as we evolve, as our lives evolve, as we go through different life phases, um, you know, I think your passion and your purpose evolves as well. I I don't think it can be any other way. We're not just going to be static and stationary in one place all the time.
0: I agree completely. And when people talk about um, contentment, actually, that's a word that I really struggle with because I don't believe that contentment is necessarily a good or a bad thing because I want to be happy with my life. I don't want to just be content and sometimes I think that contentment means settling but then at other times I think, well, it must mean something more. It has to mean that you're happy and you're calm in that happiness, you're not in some like. Pursuit, because I know that there's so much passion sometimes, and then there's other times where you're kind of in more of a slower period where you're recuperating, but that doesn't have to mean you aren't happy or you aren't in a great place. And I think that a lot of people either put contentment as like this bad thing or this good thing, and I think it's somewhere in the middle. What do you think of the word?
1: I think for me, as someone who chronically overthinks everything Um, for me it signifies a really happy place to be because you're not living in the past and you're not focusing on the future you're just really enjoying the present moment and that for me is you know if I'm cooking the dinner and I can see my kids are playing at the kitchen table or they're reading a book or they're doing their arts or whatever whatever or they're just driving me crazy Um, whatever they're doing and if I get that sense of a This feels so good. That for me is contentment, where I'm not sitting sitting there thinking, "Oh God, I still have X, Y, and Z to do," and "Oh, I'm I'm under pressure," or "This is going to happen," or "You know, how am I going to do X, Y, and whatever?" You know. And so for me, it's about feeling really happy in the moment, and contentment for me is like that. It's when you kind of take that big exhale and you're like, "Ah, "That feels really, really good." Um, and I think that, you know, with a lot of words, you know, the language that we use, I mean, sometimes the language might just feel really uncomfortable. Um, and other times you just think, oh, no, that's not what I want. That's not what I like. Um, but I think it just it depends on what it means to you. And for me, contentment does feel like it's that moment. It's that where as someone who, you know, and I would suffer with anxiety. And so for me, feeling contentment means that I am really, you know, taking a breath, I'm enjoying the moment um, and I'm just happy where I am right now.
0: That is a brilliant way to look at it. I too often, not often, I too daily struggle with an anxiety disorder and I think that when I really think about contentment when it comes toward my anxiety disorder, that makes a lot of sense. If I am content, I'm not currently having crazy overthinking thoughts or any anxiety. I'm just merely enjoying where I am in life. And I love, love, love to be always moving forward and always working on something new. But sometimes you do need to take that big sigh, that big breath and just say, "Ah, I'm here. This is awesome. I am right here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I do believe that, you know, as someone, you know, I, I'm a very ambitious person. You know, I was in corporate for 12 years. So you were always thinking about, like, what's next? Where's my next promotion coming from? Or where's my next move? And, you know and for me it's and especially as an entrepreneur you're always thinking like what's the next uh, big project or what's that new uh, revenue generating program that you're going to create and you know so you're kind of always working towards something and you know for me this has been really important for me to learn that actually i i'm really just where I need to be right now and you know I talk to friends and family of mine who've got kids who are much older than my kids are and they say it goes by so fast and I don't want to be in that position where I look back and I think god I was so busy working towards stuff that I just didn't take those moments Um, I remember years ago when I did my very first Tony Robbins back in 2002 and you know he always talked about you know life is not about the number of breaths that you take, but it's about the number of breaths that, no, it's about the you know, the, the moments that take your breath away. i <laughs> probably butchered that saying, but it's the moments that take your breath away. And for me, when I see my kids playing and we're just having fun or we're just doing tickling or whatever it might be, they're the moments that I want to be able to enjoy again and not, you know, have that regret that I didn't enjoy them the first time around.
0: Do you think that people, especially um, female entrepreneurs who are striving towards something, do you think that they really ride that high of the next product, the next revenue stream? Or do you think that it's pretty uncommon and we're just part of that group of people who do enjoy that part of the business? Um, I
1: would say, I mean, I, I love the act of creating, like, I love creating programs, I love really getting into the heads of my clients and my community, and like thinking, what is it that they really need, and, but then, you know, there is that, that's that difficulty, or that, there's that challenge where you think, okay, I've got this really great idea, but will anybody buy, will anybody want it, and it's like bringing it to market, and I think that for everybody, there is that sense of, you know uh, that discomfort around it um, and I think that you know in the spirit of I suppose true entrepreneurialism was when you're constantly testing ideas and seeing if something's gonna work I think there's you know it can be very uncomfortable and it can be painful as well if something doesn't work but I think that once you kind of think okay you know what I'm getting the hang of this I know what I'm doing and yes people want what I have I think then it makes it a little bit easier. Um, But I think that, you know, it's being an entrepreneur is such a roller coaster journey and, you know, I really do think it's an intense experience. Um, But again, in the spirit of overthinking, I think we tend to overthink it as well instead of just thinking of it as a business um, and not getting so hung up about the fact that your life purpose, for example, has to be done through your business. Um, it doesn't, you know. You can your business can be a way for you to bring money in for your family. Um, it can be a way for you to serve your community. It doesn't necessarily have to be your big life purpose. It's great if it does work out that way, um, but I think it's I think that you know one of the things that I talk a lot about in tiny time, big results, and again, this is something that's been really a big part of a um, big part of how you know my journey is not being so serious about everything and allowing ourselves to be playful with it and saying, I wonder what it would be like if I did this. I wonder what, and kind of coming at it with a spirit of curiosity and thinking, hmm, I wonder. I think that is, if we can have that kind of an attitude, it just takes so much of that pressure off.
0: I agree wholeheartedly, yes. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about your company, the Tiny Time Big Results philosophy, and you know how you help your clients grow their business in 20 hours a week or less? Because I think that a lot of our audience would love to grow their business in less than 20 hours a week.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I'd love to. So Tiny Time Big Results was born um, back in 2014, um, and at that stage, I'd been running my own business for about two years. And I was really struggling at that point to be able to encapsulate what I was doing. And I was working with a coach and you know we were talking about the results, the great results that I was helping my clients get. and and that's really where the tiny time concept came from, because I realized that actually the way that I was running my business, because I had um, you know two very young children, was that was actually, um, what I was sharing with people about how you actually get great results even if you have that limited time You know, you can't turn on social media for seeing all these posts and you know uh, memes about hustle and 24-7 and you're not a true entrepreneur if you're not working hundred hours a week and it's like this badge of honor Oh, how many hours did you clock up last week? Oh god? I didn't even go to sleep last week. You know, it's that kind of conversation and for me You know i don't want first of all i don't want to work 24 7. i love what i do but i also want to have a balance in my life between doing my work being with my family you know enjoying myself and secondly i don't have that time to be able to do that you know i have my children are six three and six months so they're very young and, you know, they need me and I want to be there for them. I want to give them this really strong emotional foundation. And that is really important to me. So Tiny Time Big Results is, you know, my experience. Um, and of course, I've taken the 12 years of training and coaching um, and leadership development experience and knowledge and wisdom and all the things that I be- did in my kind of my past life, if you like, and brought it all together. So that now, you know, I really work with clients who are, you know, wanting to grow their business in 20 hours a week or less. And the people that I kind of typically would attract a lot of are people who are similar in a similar situation to myself that we're juggling the parenting and the business and that 20 hours a week. You know for a lot of people it's like oh my god that's pie in the sky I, there's no way i'd be able to do that um and so for me it's it's very much an aspiration that you know you absolutely can do it um since i had my third um and like he's only he's only a tiny little baby at the moment um, you know my hours have kind of really reduced back down again and it's like two to three hours Um, And yet, I still have a strong presence, you know, from a marketing perspective, from working with my clients, launching programs. And what I really have learned in my uh, kind of adventure, if you like, I kind of call it my tiny time adventure. I don't like to call myself as a guru or anything like that because it's just, I'm just a regular person just seeing how I can make this work. So in my adventure, what I discovered is that there are two things that people really need to understand about how you get big results with tiny time and those two things are first of all leverage so making sure that you are leveraging your time in the best possible way so how you make money in your business has to be um, suited to the amount of time that you have because if you're trading time for money you have a limit on the amount of time you have and therefore that puts a limit on your income but when you leverage then that income ceiling is removed or it's raised up considerably. And then the second aspect is very much around focus. So um, I remember when I was in corporate and if I was, you know, if I had a half day holiday, I got so much done in those few hours compared to how much I'd get done in a full day. And I use that kind of uh, perspective to think, okay, if I've got two hours now, what can I get done? And for me, it's very much about being very deliberate about what I want to achieve, the goals that I'm setting, and and under underestimating how much I can get done. Because if you create a big to-do list and you've got like 10 things on there and you've only got two hours, you know you're not gonna be able to get through all of those things. But if I know that, okay, right now, all I wanna focus on is this product or this program, then everything that I do is just gonna be geared to that. And that does make it so much easier to manage your time um, and the four core principles of uh, time time big results of you know purpose so being really clear about why you're doing what you're doing and like I said you know it doesn't have to be your big life purpose but you just know why you've got a business and if it's to you know serve your community and you have a real passion in your you want to use your expertise and you know maybe you're similar to a lot of uh, my clients is that you know you just think that the world of work doesn't suit you and you want to have your own business because you want to have that flexibility then knowing your why is really important profits is the second principle and that's around making sure you have a profitable business model so that it's easy to make money in your business you know productivity of course you know you want to make sure that you are as productive as possible and then play for me is really important as well because play isn't just about having fun or self-care in the form of a massage but it's about taking time out knowing that you can't do everything you know as a parent you have an an all-the-time job as I like to call it you know you never switch off as a parent and so you know we have enough stuff going on in our lives so you want to be able to take time away Um, You want to be able to really value yourself. I think that's really important that, you know, when you are in business by yourself and you have to sell yourself and you have to, you know, offer your products and your programs, you know, there can be a lot of angst about that. And, you know, it's about really valuing the what you offer and making sure that you, um, you know, you really you honor that. I think that's so important.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, One of our big things at Shield Sisters Initiative is to make sure that you are prioritizing your time for yourself. And I'm going to be honest, even me, a self-care and self-love coach, like I struggle with it all the time. Whenever our schedule shifts with either my daughter or my husband's work schedule, or I have more projects, I, it always takes me a buffer period to figure out what's going on and for me to strategize how to maximize that time. And I love the way that you've broken it down into that philosophy. If you had to give someone one tip on how to find where their passion and their truth are and to really be in that spot where they're happily and contently working passionately i guess like all of those words like jumble it all together into that one place what tip would you have for them
1: i think when it comes to your passion like if you are you just want to do things that you know make you feel really good you know look to the evidence around you you know look at what you where you spend your time what kind of stuff you like to read Um, you know, just have a look and ask the people around you, like, what do I always talk about and what am I always sharing about or, you know, look for the evidence because that tells you so much already, you know, you think, okay, what kind of articles do I read on Facebook or what kind of things do I Google, what kind of books do I enjoy and there's a huge amount of evidence there to show you uh, where your passion is. Now, it's a different situation when it becomes a business because what you want to be doing in that situation is saying, okay, still ask the same question in terms of like, what do I love you know, talking about? What do I love doing? And all of those things. And then the key to turning that passion into profit, and I think this is the piece that a lot of people miss because they're always talking about, you know, oh, get paid for you know, your passion and follow your passion and the money will follow and all that kind of stuff. But what you have to do is make sure that what you are offering, there's a market need for it, that people are looking for it. And when you can bring the two together, then hallelujah, you know, that is awesome. But if you, and sometimes it's just more about packaging, you know, or the way that you position your, um, the way that, you know, what you do for somebody. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if you think, oh, nobody's really looking for whatever it is that you do, you might just need to switch it around with the messaging and so that it really hits home for your you know your target market but i think that when somebody's not clear about what they want to do or what they what their passion is and they're just like i don't know i don't know i don't know you know for me it's like okay just go home and just look in you know look on your bookshelf look on your phone what do you love doing what do you love to find out more about and there are clues there it's not as if you have you're a blank canvas you know you've been around for years you know you're not a blank canvas so really look for the evidence and ask the people around you who know you really really well and get them to tell you and then if you want to make it as a successful business then think about okay how do i you know really match this with a market need and honestly you're you're well on your way then
0: because we're getting close to the 30 minute um time lim- limit that we like to keep for where passion meets truth would you like to share any closing thoughts or any resources that you've found that have been especially helpful for you or even your clients on their yours slash theirs journeys?
1: yeah absolutely um i think for me I'm, I'm a really passionate learner anyway and so um, you know on my journey I kind of have been learning from all sorts of different angles like I love learning about business I love reading books about business but I'm also really interested in you know kind of the mindset piece around what goes on internally because you know for uh, you know in my business journey what I found was that I, you know I didn't realize it but when things were going really really well I also started self-sabotaging because it was almost like oh god this no this is too good to be true and so I you know once I realized that that's what I was doing I really tuned tuned into that and thought okay why are you doing this or how why did you slam the brakes on in your business and what does that mean and you know Wayne Dyer is one of my most favorite authors and, I read a lot about the law of attraction. I read a lot about manifesting, and and it's and a lot of psychology just purely to understand the human psyche. And what I find with that is that not only does it help me to understand myself, but it also helps me to understand my clients. And this is something that I think that um, you know we all need to get a better understanding of because if we're trying to serve people, then we also need to know what blocks them. From you know make be working with you or maybe taking action so you know we you know we always we all know about that you know like if you want to lose weight then they people you know the standard advice is you know do more exercise and eat less but yet people still don't do that so what's stopping them what's blocking them Um, you know for me in the business side you know I work with clients who really really struggle with Pricing, For example, you know, like they don't want to charge too much. They have all this, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff knotted into their notion of self-worth and I can't charge that much. No one's going to pay. And, you know, so there's so many blocks there. And I do believe that um, in the spirit of not overthinking it, it's like, you know, get out there and do what you need to do. But also know that you're going to slam the brakes on internally. So you do need to get past that. Um, And so for me, resources, you know, I'm, I love watching YouTube videos. Um, I love listening to audios and, you know, looking, uh, reading books and things and, and just being really open and asking yourself this question. of like, hmm, I wonder what this means or I wonder what it could mean or, okay, am I just overthinking it? Okay, just get on with it. Um, and so, you know, as you're kind of going on this journey of exploring your passion or exploring your truth, is really tune into that, you know, yourself. And, you know, I think there comes a point as well where you can, you know, read books and all that kind of stuff, which is great, but you also do need to take time for yourself and, and tune in with your own inner wisdom. And that's something that I find really, really hard to do because I, you know, because I am I feel like I'm always on, you know, with the kids and with the business and, you know, obviously I've got my husband, I've got, you know, I've got a life. So it's really hard for me to switch off. And, but that's something that I'm really committed to is switching off the chatter in my own head so that that voice can get through. Um, Because, you know, as I said, you know, at the beginning that, you know, this is something that this is a journey for all of us as we live our truth, as we live our passions. It's a journey and, you know, we do have a road map, but it's internal and we need to be able to tune into what that road map really looks like. Um, And for me, You know, in the work that I do with my clients, is very tactical. But what I find is, as my clients kind of really hit milestones and they're like, you know, creating that business and they're, you know, able to do it in the time that they have, and they get these small wins and then big wins and big leaps. I love seeing the transformation that occurs for them as they realize that actually, I don't have to work long and hard. I can be there for my family. I can have a life. I can have that style that I want that for me is so incredible and I feel blessed and honored that I can help them facilitate that and of course have a great business you know have a profitable business make money um and you know enjoy their life and that's kind of really what I love doing
0: thank you so much for joining me today been this conversation has been So eye-opening for me and I know that my audience is really going to enjoy listening to this episode as well because they really all of us struggle with that time management whether we're moms or just trying to live those that busy life like you said like you don't just have your children or your business you have other people in your life that you want to spend time with and that you really want to connect with and have you want to connect deeply and intentionally so again thank you so so much for joining us and i really hope that our audience got a lot out of this conversation
1: raven thanks so much for having me if people want to know more about tiny time big results then please feel free to pop over to uh, my website which is yasminvoragy.com and you can find me on Facebook as well, Tiny Time Big Results with Yasmin Voraji um, and I have free resources so I have my love to leverage guide um, and I also have um, a free cheat sheet on my top 10 tiny time tools um, so be sure to check those out as well.
0: Oh. We will definitely have all of those in the show notes below for our audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today, guys. We are so happy to have you as a part of our tribe. And if it's your first time here listening, please definitely subscribe and rate us. Share us with your friends. The only way that we can connect with more people and um, have more insight on how everyone finds their passion and their truth. Is through connecting and sharing so again thank you for joining us today I hope you have a wonderful day today's episode is sponsored by Laura teaches you Laura Pennington spent most of her life preparing to be an educator and then burned out after working as a middle school teacher in Baltimore City after she started a freelance writing career on the side She quickly replaced and surpassed her day job earnings and hit the six-figure mark in just 18 months. Since 2013, she's worked full-time for herself, helping clients with content and project management by leveraging time management and digital teams. She now teaches others how to build fulfilling lifestyle businesses from home. Thank you so much for sponsoring us.